Uh, Exodus 15, we'll start there. We'll, we'll pick up right where we left off last week, but the song of Moses is over, and now um, they've come to a place where they need, they, uh, they're in a dire need, to be honest with you, they're in a place that they need God's help. And so here we are in chapter 15, chapter number 15, and uh, the, the song is over. Now they're... <coughs> <clears throat> and again, they're traveling in the wilderness. We already understand that. We understand that they've left, they've left Egypt. They've crossed the Red Sea. They've sang to the Lord. Now to the first problem they experience. Now, se- sorry, second problem. First problem was crossing the Red Sea. God's solution. They crossed the Red Sea. They got to the other side. And uh, now uh, they're, they've got another situation going on. They need God's help. And... Uh, but I will say this, as we, as we look at life, that sometimes that's life. You know, uh, you don't go from one problem to the next, but you go to a problem, get it solved, get a solution, go the other side, and, uh, you know, a few minutes later, here comes something else that you've got to deal with. Now, ultimately, ultimately, we deal with stuff all the time. Sometimes it's problems, sometimes it's just life. Um, we deal with stuff. But that's, sometimes we, we get to experience those things. But I think, as testimonies were given, as well, uh, sometimes they're there for us to trust Him, um, there for us to wait on Him. You know, trusting, uh, believing in faith, and asking Christ to do something, and then waiting sometimes to let Him get done with it. You know, that's that's the hardest thing to do. Is we want to get our hands in it, and uh, we think we can do the solution better than God. And uh, here we are. They've got a problem. They need some water. Let's read in verse number twenty-two. The Bible says, So Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea, and they went out into the wilderness of Shur, and they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. Now, think about this for just a moment as we're going to make our way through this text. They went out three days' journey into the wilderness, and they come to a place where they, there was no water. There was no water for them to drink. There was no water for them to, to, for them to even have anything to drink. Uh, uh, can you just imagine, in my mind, as you, as you look at this text and as you think about going into the wilderness, I've never spent any time in the desert, never have. Um, but I know that you spend time in the desert, you spend time in the wilderness, uh, you spend three hot days in the wilderness with no extra water, uh, you're going to get hot, you're going to get tired, you're going to get thirsty, you're going to need something to drink. And so we see the problem, the problem before them was that they, they, they didn't have any water. They needed something uh, to drink. So here we are. Uh, uh, and another thing is, is that when you when they traveled, there's no way that they could have traveled with three days worth of journey, three days journey worth of of, of uh, water, you know. So they probably had a day and a half maybe of water, a big old jug, and each person carried their own jug or or you know the a pouch full of water, and and uh, so you talking three days, and uh, three days are gone, and and uh, they're now they're without water. They they don't know what to do now. The other thing to notice is as well, is that some, sometime as you look at this group of people, it wasn't just a thousand of them, and it wasn't just a couple hundred of them. This problem was huge. We're talking millions of people. Uh, just and you take and you imagine this. Take take uh, take all of the population of all these towns that surround us, twenty five mile radius. You know, probably three hundred thousand people. Maybe I'm probably stretching it. Maybe at least 200,000 people. And you, everybody has a pouch of water for a day and a half. But in a day and a half, we're all out of water. What are we going to do? 
you're talking about a huge problem. Not only do you have the problem for the people that are without water, well, what else do they have them with them? They have animals that, that, that they're taking with them. They have, they have the sheep or, or the oxen and all these, all these animals that are, that are there with them. So they, not only do they have water for themselves and water, that, how much water, and I, I don't know because how much water would it take for 3 million Jews to survive on for a day, for, just for one day of water? But you're talking about uh, thousands of a million, thousands of gallons to be able to give enough drink for every every Israelite and all their animals. That's a lot of water. So, so are we in a situation? We're in the middle of the desert. We're in the middle of the wilderness. Are we not in a huge situation and a problem? Yes or no? We have a problem. The problem is we're without water, man. What a problem. Let's continue to read in verse number 23. The Bible says, And when they came to Merah, they could not drink the waters of the waters of Merah, for they were bitter. Therefore, the name of, name of it was called Mara. And the people murmured against Moses. Now, <clears throat> look at this. So first of all, they, they've got a problem. They need water. And then all of a sudden, they come to the next place, and there is water. There's, there's help. There's what they think is a good place, is a good place to get a drink. So I, I can, in my mind, I, I vision it as maybe even the kids, the first one running up to the water and getting a drink, you know, because they're out running somebody or the youngest guy out there out run, running. Hey, if I'm in the middle of the desert, I've gone three days and water is something you can't do without. You know, you can do without food for a good, pretty good bit of time. You can, uh, you can go without many different things, but water is something that you need every day. So we're talking a day and a half or so. that They've been without water, maybe, maybe a day without water, somewhere around in there. And uh, they see water. I don't know about you, but I'm running to the water. Amen. I'm going to go get a drink. But can you imagine as you dip yourself down in that water and you take a big old gulp ever? And it's bitter. Now, I've been to the ocean enough to know that when I get in the water, you shut your mouth. Do you know why? Because if you don't, your mouth's going to get full of salt water. Ain't that right, Alyssa? Do you like salt water? Do you like ocean water? What have you learned to do? Close your mouth when you get in that water. I remember when we first came down here, they, uh, they wanted to drink the water. They'd try to, you know, they'd try to get in there and, uh, and open their mouths. And it didn't take one or two things doing that. And they never did it again. <laughs> because it was bitter. These people, these people needed, it was, they needed help. They, this was bitter water. So we've got a problem. Uh, the Bible says in Psalms chapter 34 and verse number 19. Read that to you. Psalms 34, 19, it says, Many are the afflictions of the righteous. Huh? You say, many are the afflictions of the righteous. Yeah, there are times that we go through things that are what we would call afflictions. They're troubles. They're problems. Well, watch the rest of this verse. Okay, so that's not the end of the verse. The end of the, the, end of the he says, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. So yes, I have problems. Yes, I'll experience afflictions. Yes, 
I'll have things in my life that will come up and I don't understand why. But the Lord helpeth them out of all of the problems. All of the afflictions. But what do the children of Israel do the first sign of bitter water? They begin to complain. Now we look at this and we're like, man, they're, they're heathens. Look at these guys complain. But is it not that us sometimes? Yes. Woo! We just come through the Red Sea. We saw God split the water. He's done a great miracle. Now we're walking high. We've got things going good. And uh, now we're thirsty. Here's some water. Let's get something to drink. Oh, man, it's, it's bitter. And let's start murmuring and complaining about every single thing. So the problem was the water, but the problem was also the children of Israel because they were murmuring. Here we go again. Look, they hadn't been out in the wilderness very many days. They just crossed over the Red Sea. They were, I mean, it wasn't like they had been out there a long time. It wasn't like they had been traveling for years. They're traveling just three days. And then they start murmuring and complaining. But Bible says to do all things without murmuring and complain, huh? So are there times in our life when we complain? <laughs> yes. Do I complain? Probably way too much, right? And murmur, but, but way too much. Wife's nodding her head. Yes, ma'am. Oh, my goodness. Calling him out. No, I'm just kidding. But in all reality, that's how we do it sometimes. But should we? No. We shouldn't. Because the Lord, hey, we have afflictions, but the Lord seeth us us through each and every one of them. So he brings them through. So we see their problem. We see their bitter, this bitter water. Um, The... Uh, they took their eyes off the Lord. They began to murmur. Verse number 24, what shall we drink? What are we going to do? 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 And again, it's our reaction to most things too. I mean, we want to get on to the children of Israel for murmuring and complaining and and uh, hey, look, we've been out there three days. We've been out without water. I don't know how long we've been in without water, but we've been out without water. We need something cold to drink, something sweet to drink, and we can't get water. I mean, hey, the first thing we need to do is complain. Talk, tell it to the leader, right? Um, so there are times in our life where we do, but should we ultimately do that? So we see the problem. Then I want to see the sweetening the sweetening that takes place. Look in verse number 25. And he cried unto the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree, which, he, which when, he cast, when he had cast into the waters, the waters were made what? Sweet. Sweet water, huh? Not sweet tea, just sweet water. Mm. There he made for them a statue and an ordinance, that, and there he proved them. The, 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 the sweetening of the water, here it is, it's bitter. Here it is, it's sour tasting. And he said unto the Lord, excuse me, who is he? That's Moses. Moses stands and prays for the children of Israel and says, God, 
He said, God, we've got this bitter water. He said, come on, help us. We need help. Do you know what? Instead of murmuring, this is what we can do is go to God for help. And he went to God for help. And then as he was praying, God, show me a sign. God, show me something. And God says, look, there's a tree. A tree? Yeah, a tree. Go cut that branch off it and throw it in the water. And then the water was made sweet. And you say, what do I do this? Look, prayer. He, Moses went to God in prayer. And God showed him what to do while he was praying. There are times that we'll miss what we need to hear because we're not praying. Yep, that's true. You've ever been talking to God and God said, hey, do this. So what happens when we're not praying? Guess what we'd miss? God saying, that still small voice? God saying, hey, hey, shh, go get that tree. God showed him the tree. So we have the problem. We see the sweetening of the water. And I also wanted to tell you, he says, get a stick. And the tree was there. He didn't have to travel for the tree. He didn't have to go down the road to get the tree. It was right there. Bible says in Psalms chapter 46 and verse number one, he said, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in our trouble. What does that mean? That the moment he needed help, there the tree was. He didn't have to travel a mile to get it. It was there. Moses, God, the water's bitter. We need an answer. We need help. We need, I, I don't know how I'm going to get all these three million Jews water. And God says, there's a tree. Sometimes when we're praying, God gives us something. But God gave Moses something so that he could say, hey, there is a tree. So with God speaking to him, he gave him a command to do something. Moses takes that tree, puts it in the water, and makes it sweet. So there are times when we do have trouble. There are times when we do see things take place, but God is our help. What was Moses' hey, the children of Israel's first reaction was to murmur. Moses' first reaction was to say, Dear God, would you would you intervene for us? Would you would you help us? It doesn't tell us what he prayed, but it tells us that he prayed. Some of the greatest prayers ever prayed are never said out loud. Moaning, groanings, and praying silently to God. God answered. See, but God had a plan for this tree. God had a plan for this tree. This tree was not just any type of tree. This tree was a specific tree. It needed to be a specific kind. Aren't you thankful for the tree that made the water drinkable? Aren't you thankful for the tree that made the, the, the true, uh, the water that was able to help them out? 
Look, there was a day when there was a tree that was planted many years ago that grew up to be the tree that they cut down to lay my Savior on. And that tree was laid down on the cross so that all things that were bitter and all things that were sour and all things that were wicked became sweet because of my Savior laying down on the cross on the tree that was given for me. That tree was laid down for me. And that tree was laid down for the children of Israel. Mm. So that it would be made sweet. Your life can be made sweet with just the touch of the Savior's hand on your life. Amen. Amen. Now watch. In verse number 26, there's some things that take place. And said, if thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God and wilt do that which is right in his sight and will give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes, I will put none of these diseases upon thee which I have brought unto the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. He said, if you'll do what I say, you won't get these diseases that the Egyptians had. Now watch, and lastly, and I'm done, is God gave them a direction. So we see that they had problem. We see that God sweetened the water, but God also gave them direction. Look in verse number 27. And they came to Elam, where were 12 wells of water and threescore ten palm trees. They encamped there by the waters. So God takes the tree lays it in the water, makes it sweet, just like when God laid on that cross uh, on Calvary and made our life sweet. God then led the children of Israel to a new direction into a place where it gave them shade and it gave them 12 springs of water to feed all, to have all those people drinking from the springs of water and 70 palm trees. Now, What's the correlation? What's this? What does this mean? What is this? Think about this for just a second. So God places them there specifically, 12 palm trees, tw- I mean 12 springs, 70 palm trees. This was not a place for them to dwell for a long period of time. This was a place for them to get, get some good water, get some good rest, get some shade from the palm tree, from the palm trees. This is what the place that God had intended for them. Now, I... I'm not just for sake of uh, of illustration. Luke chapter number nine, Luke chapter number ten, two different chapters. In Luke chapter number nine, Jesus tells his twelve disciples and gives them that twelve, huh? And the twelve springs. We see the 12 springs. We see the 12 disciples. And God is preaching to them about the water of life, how that he can be that living water and that water of life. That water of life that comes from the springs is the gospel. And the reason we have the gospel today is because of the 12 disciples, much like the 12 springs that you see in Luke chapter number 9 and in Exodus chapter number 15, the 12 springs and the 12 disciples. But then chapter number 10 happens. And the Bible says that there were 70, there were 70 that were sent out. And those 70 that were, that were sent out, so we have the 70 palm trees. And then in Luke chapter number 
number 10, we have the 70 that were told to preach the gospel two by two. Is it by coincidence that, that the children of Israel ran into a place where there were 12 palm trees? I mean, 12, 12, uh, 12 springs and 70 palm trees. And then later on in Luke chapter number 9, there's 12 disciples. And then there's 70 that were sent out by God to preach the gospel two by two. Is it by chance? No, it's not by chance. The shade that the palm tree offered was to provide comfort, was to provide shelter. God's word is infinite. We was talking a little bit before church. God moves and his scripture lines up with scripture. And you see things take place. Take place. Look, in, in Luke chapter 9, verse number 1, he said, Then he called 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all devils and to cure diseases. Chapter number 10, and verse number 1, the Bible says in verse number 1, And after these things the Lord appointed another 70 also and sent them two by two before his face in every city uh, and place, whether he himself would come. So God places people, God places scripture, God placed them specifically there in the middle of the wilderness to get some shade, to get the living water. Twelve springs, 70 palm trees. They say that you can see Today, 70 palm trees in the middle of the desert. Why? Because God knew the children of Israel needed shade and needed comfort and needed encouragement. You know what that's telling me, Christian? There are times where you need some shade and you need some encouragement. Do you know what that, that, that means? Rest. Sometimes your body needs to rest and get some shade and get some encouragement. Sometimes your body needs that. I don't care how old you are or how young you are. Everybody needs shade and encouragement. Because every one of us we have problems. Every one of us will go through difficulties. We'll go through this and that and this. And everything's different. But there's also that time where each and every one of us, we need shade and we need to be encouraged. I know that if I don't get rest, I know if my children don't get rest, they will be grumpy. If they don't get the proper rest, they don't get the proper nourishment. They won't be happy-go-lucky. No, no. But guess what? You're the same way. Yeah. You may not get grumpy like a little kid does, mm -hmm. but your body will tell you, hey, you need some rest. You need some encouragement. Now, you say, where do I find encouragement? There's a couple different places. One is in that Bible. The living word. Where else can I find encouragement? Praying. You say, how can I get encouragement by praying? Speaking to God 
and God reaching down and saying, I'm going to speak to you. That is encouragement to you. But before you need shade and before you need encouragement, do you know what you've got to do? You've got to recognize that you need that. You've got to recognize it. You've got to see it. It's right there. It's right there. Let's pray. Lord, I love you. I thank you for what you've done tonight. I thank you for letting us be together.